think it's one of the, gr- the greatest tricks of Satan is he's, this right. deception can just like drive us down some rabbit hole and we go get so caught up right. and we will we, we, we will destroy our own peace. We will destroy everything that's going on in our lives and, and just be so convinced somebody's out to get you right. or be so convinced of some great injustice that's been done to you that there's no yeah. way you can have peace. Oh my goodness, Steve. You want to change your attitude, you might want to think about who you're hanging with. If you're if you're constantly hanging with people who are just a critical people who are picking out everyone's faults, they're just nitpickers. You might it might influence you and your attitude. You might start becoming a nitpicker. You want to be positive. Hang around with people who are positive. I'm Bill McMinn, senior pastor of Beagleville Bible Church, and this is the Way to Go podcast. And we are about faith, family, and daily life. We're about taking God's word, breaking it down making it practical to everyday living. And we love to do it. Now, if you want to watch the show, you can actually go to Eagleville Bible Church. Just go to YouTube, type in Eagleville Bible Church. You will find it on the Way to Go playlist. But again, faith, family, and daily life. This is what we're all about. Welcome to the Way to Go podcast. I'm here with Steve Arslick, and I'm talking about disposition. And one of the things, I'm sure you've heard this phrase before, Hey, you know, it's you and your sunny disposition. Mm-hmm. You've heard that, right? Yes. Just yes. sunny disposition. And for some reason today. That's you. That, that's me. I hope so. <laughs> it's not always, as you well know. <laughs> There's, I was actually glad to hear you sunny, say Sunny, bubbly. Sunny, bubbly. girly with girly the shirt with on. The shirt on. <laughs> yeah, we, <laughs> right, we're, we got it. We, well, I know. well, I was happy to hear you say, actually, on Sunday, the 30-year anniversary thing. Like, Bill's really positive. I'm like... I'm glad because I mean I, I know I like I said to me endurance is patience with a you know uh, a dose of complaining you know from time to time because it's not that I don't complain because I do but I do think your natural personality does shine out and really hard times will bring out your character yes. uh, if you're frustrated if you're tired I think that really brings out who you are a lot of times. But who you are is who you are. Now, I think that God can transform that. And you look at the Bible uh, through the Holy Spirit. Uh, we're new creations. Uh, you look at Jesus Christ and the example he set. And through all that, I think that God can transform it. But to start off with disposition, by definition, it's your prevailing tendency, your mood, your, inclima- your inclination, temperamental makeup. Um, it implies customary moods, which would mean your normal, like your default mode. It's like if your default mode positive, default mode negative, um, and your attitude uh, toward the life around you. So, what are your thoughts on just disposition as a Christian? You know, what what is my disposition, my inclination? Yeah, I think all right. As a Christian, I mean, you know, you, our disposition is much different. I think than prior to accepting crisis right. as savior. I mean, right. honestly, I mean, you know, we go back and look at some of our childhoods and where we went. I mean, I, I would hope that over time as we've matured, even as humans, right. And especially as uh, you know, Christians that our disposition has changed. Right. Well, I don't see you as being like, I, I bet you were a hard worker even before, you know, you really came to Christ. I'm sure you were very responsible. Yeah. I think you learned uh, responsibility early on and you probably had a, you know, a kind of serious view growing up in a single home and things. And I'm sure that, you know, influences some of your disposition, how you look and what your expectations are on other people. Like, Hey, I've been, you've been through tough times. So you know what it's like, you know, you can make it. And it probably influences, you know, your whole disposition when you see people go through tough times, because, you know, you know, it can be done because you've already done it. So I think some of that, you know, is from early age. Yeah. Kind of who we are is going to stand out too. Oh yeah. I think that our predisposition of how we come into things are certainly a big influence. Mm-hmm. I think about, 
Um, I think we have to recognize some of those things and they need to be kind of, I oftentimes talk about, they need to be like red flags popping off in our mind because we are predisposed to respond to something. Right. And whether that's through our generational impact, what we've learned, the environments we've grown up, whatever it is, sometimes we are predisposed to respond in a certain way, but then we need to evaluate, wait a minute, what does my disposition need to be? Because here's how I'm hardwired to to respond. And then I got to go, wait a minute, let me, let me filter that a little bit. Let me think about it. Let me recognize when I maybe respond the way I shouldn't. Right. But we all know. See, we all know people you just stay away from. Oh, you do. Like in the neighbor, I I think about where I live. You know, I've lived now in Ohio for 30 years. And I would say my first, like, let's say seven years, there's a couple of guys that I can think of right off the top of my head that everyone knows don't mess with those guys. And so then, you know, when you hear that said guy's cat came into your neighbor's yard and your neighbor shot at said cat and you're thinking, not that guy's cat. No one messes with that guy's cat. You know what I'm saying? Like, you don't do that. That guy's like, and then next thing you know, he's over asking me about it. You know, <laughs> like, glad I didn't have anything to do with that because this guy, no matter what, like everyone just knows that guy's cranky. Like that guy's grumpy. That guy doesn't put up with anything. You know what I'm saying? So you just kind of know tiptoe. Like when you're around those people, you're going to more tiptoe. And what is that? That's disposition. It's just like they have a disposition that becomes their reputation that, and it's not by the way, we didn't like those people. Like some of those people, like one of the guys I think I've actually started coming to church and we loved them quite a bit. And down deep, I mean, he was a really nice guy, but his reputation was, man, don't mess with him. Don't mess with him. He's just, he's kind of grumpy. He's kind of cranky. Don't want to touch that. No, I work with a guy. It was it was actually a miserable experience. He was it was I mean overall a a, a great individual and I, and and but it's many 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 years ago. Right. But it was to the point where the negativity uh, was just overwhelming. I mean, I you, you got tired of being around such a. Ne- I mean, everything. I mean, the sun could be shining, it could be beautiful. We could it could be payday, and no, there was just nothing right in the world, and it right. was just constant negative, negative, negative. Yeah, I found myself actually avoiding avoiding it and just i would go to a different place because i just got tired of hearing it right and here's the thing too and one thing i think this is a point that i want to make as far as for this podcast you know to help people with this position you bring yourself into situations and i think a lot of times people come into the situation well man that didn't work out well it went very negative yeah because you're negative and you you never count that variable like we from our own perspective look at the variable let's say if i'm you know mark's in here producing you're in here okay i might look at well what did steve do what did mark do well what attitude did i bring into it because a lot of times man it's not that it was going to necessarily go bad or had to go bad and i'm talking you know hypothetically of course um we don't we don't have a problem between us okay so don't think we do because i'm using this as an illustration but I brought myself into that. I'm also one of the variables that came into a meeting. And maybe you had a meeting with your bosses or you had to talk to your kids or somebody at church or somebody in your Bible study. You're bringing yourself into that equation too. And sometimes like I think about how many times I talk to people and how they they wind up going out positive about things. Why? Because the situation I stepped into, it might've been negative, but I brought myself into it. So while you're winding up trying to take it to the positive, because that's your natural default anyway, you're, you're just going to, you're going to tend to want to take it to a pot. I'm not everything, but I mean, most things you're going to tend to want to take that to a positive direction because at your bent. So if you're finding a lot of negative experiences in life, I would question your disposition because I would be like, well, if you're taking yourself into every situation and every situation you're in is problem, 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 you're a problem. 
Okay. Oh yeah. You're a part of that that equation. Yeah. And I think of the things that we allow to affect us. I mean, I, I think of some recent events, whether it's like the presidential debates and everybody, you will get stressed out (laughs) over it or whatever the case may be going. And and I know like whatever the political climate, doesn't matter what side of the fence you're on. I imagine sometimes we all sit there and marvel is how can the other side think this way? Right. You know, and you, you wonder, that's where I think some of the self checks got to come in and say, wait a minute, you know, instead of getting frustrated, try to understand a little bit how we could be thinking so differently right? and then try to respond accordingly. And, and so I, I get some of that and, and, you know, I'm not saying we, we just sit there and we tolerate uh, craziness or we tolerate somebody treating us poorly or anything like that. I'm not saying that. Right. But at the same time, it's like how we respond, where is our piece in this? Because right. our disposition does uh, dictate a lot of things. And I Absolutely. think it, you, you mentioned positive and I didn't mean it as any kind of slam, but you are a, a positive. No, I think that as a compliment. A, you know, you see that the, 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 the half full cup is, is right. always half full, not half empty. And right. there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, I think about even my son Gabe here uh, today, where we found out that he's got uh, cancer and, and we're going towards treatment. And I reflected on my own time, even with cancer. And I thought about some of the things and I even shared a verse in them days. We were talking about this, but uh, Proverbs 17, 22 says this, a joyful heart is good medicine, but a crushed spirit dries up the bones. Right. And I thought about that, you know, and I, th- I really believe that because I thought about the time that I was up there in the hospital at university with the going for a bone marrow transplant, trying to convey to my son and some of the same confidence. But I, I had a nurse who came in one day with me and he says, you know what, Steve, those that walk, walk out of here. Right. And it wasn't so much the physical walk, but it was like, it was an attitude. And, and when I heard those words from him, it, right. it, I'm like, that's me. Right. Those that walk, walk out of here. And right. I was determined, didn't matter. And I'll share with my son today, you know, same thing. He said, hey, where we are mentally, right. where we are in our own disposition, even as the Bible says, Man, that's good medicine. Oh, it is. Dude, if, that's if a great point. There, or, or we can sit ourselves or we can talk ourselves down and we're, oh, woe is me, or the world's out to get me, or this or that. I'm so negative. And, man, isn't it weary on your bones? I think, Steve, I think so, yeah. But, I mean, we've been around it. I mean, I've seen people that are a constant storm. Some of them have been very close to me. And I, I remember talking to a young lady. I loved her dearly. But I said, you're a storm. The storm is you. You got to fix it. And they did, by the way. Yeah. I mean, they did fix it. And I'll tell you what. They're a different person today. I mean, they're happy. They're having fun. You don't hear them complaining. Why? Their attitude changed. It's just that oh, yeah. they, they had an attitude change. But this negativity, uh, sometimes people bring moody into the situation. You know, they're moody. They brought themselves in a situation. Why is everyone a little bit tense around them? Because they're tense. Because they, they came in and made the table tense. I should tell every one of my kids, on Saturday morning when we were together, every one of you has a chance to be a pace setter. And you can make this a great day or bad day. And if you come in all cranky and nasty, guess what? You're going to affect everyone else's mood, right? Because you're oh, bringing yeah. yourself into that equation, so don't do it. So negativity, moody, fearful, people running scared. I mean, you know, you think about COVID. I honestly, I think some of these people were probably anxious people to start with. I, I don't think that, oh, yeah. I don't think COVID made them anxious. I think that you see the difference as you come to a situation like this, the people that are like, uh, about a lot of things are like not getting too alarmed, aren't too alarmed. People that probably were getting more alarmed about different things are a little more alarmed. I mean, it's, it's, it's attitude. It's disposition. I'm positive. So I take that as a compliment when you yeah. say I'm positive. No, Absolutely. I, uh, but I see it as one. Yeah. I, I, I was, this lady comes in, she talks to me about, Hey, people build, you know, they hate you. And they, they said this about you and this, and she goes through a whole list. I mean, a big long list of what people say. I'm telling you, I was laughing for the entire next day. I thought it was so funny because it was so ridiculous. And I'm thinking, I'm not thinking about that. 
I want to think about how to reach people. I want to think about how to help people. I'm going to be myself. I'm going to get out there and explore this world. I'm going to see the beauty of this world. And yes, I'm going to put it out there. If I get criticized for putting the beauty of the world out there in social media, so be it. You know what I'm saying? So be it. That, then criticize that. A lot of people like it. Maybe some people don't. That's life. Anything you do, it seems. But I'm not getting negative because they're negative. Like, I'm not just because they were upset about it doesn't mean I have yeah. to be upset about it. I no, just, I'm no, just I agree. positive. Yeah, I think unfortunately is people that are kind of clinging to those types of things, they're, they're, that's kind of stuff I think is drying up their bones. Right. Um, you know, it, it, because they're so focused on somebody else. I mean, I think about in today's COVID world and why, we, you know, there are certain things that make great sense. But I, I marvel at the fact is that, you know, to go, go to the grocery store, if you dare go down the wrong way in the aisle, look out. Or, you know, if you right. just miss, happen to not have the your mask up at a particular time or you run across somebody or <laughs> right you know just the absolute sheer uh uh response that you may get i, right. I think about the people who are as responding. people are power tripping on yeah. you or, right. or as they had they got no problem with all the high school kids and every other retiree and everybody else working at the walmart they better be there to serve them but man right. you go down the wrong way in the aisle and look out you know right. what i mean like you're wondering like wow what What's going on? Well, there? maybe that's why Walmart pulled all the arrows. Oh, did they? Oh, they did. great. So. No, they did. Actually, yeah, Walmart, I think, all over the country it pulled, oh, well, pulled all awesome. the arrows there out. So go. it's Bye, like they're not even doing it anymore. <laughs> but I think a, a lot of my friends, I mean, I tried to, I talked to a really sweet guy. I mean, I love her to pieces. She's just not going to come. She's not going to come to church. And I said, listen, thanks for supporting us online. I appreciate you. I appreciate it because she's got family or elderly and they have health issues and she doesn't want to take a chance. I get it. Because all you all you're fed all day is negative stories, negative stories, negative stories. So I mean, I I get it, and I'm patient with it. You know, what I'm saying I'm mm -hmm. patient with it, but I also recognize. But some of us just have natural different dispositions, and sometimes we got to challenge those. Now, yeah. if you want to change your attitude, let's say if you have a bad attitude, and some people clearly, some of my friends that I don't talk to as much now, super negative attitudes about life. Super negative. It's like the world's out to get them. Everything's terrible. You want to change your attitude, you might want to think about who you're hanging with. Yes. If you're if you're constantly hanging with people who are just a critical people who are picking out everyone's faults, they're just nitpickers, you might it might influence you and your attitude. You might start becoming a nitpicker. You want to be positive, hang around with people who are positive. You want to be a get go, you know, kind of can do person, hang around with can do people. I mean, that's what I would do. I would hang around with people who see a problem as an occasion to get something done. I mean, a problem is a problem. Every problem has a solution. I've told my kids that plenty of times. Right. Yeah, Every problem is a solution. Don't have a bad attitude. Oh, yeah. I mean, you talk about suburb recovery. You know, people, places, things are a huge uh, influence. Uh, 1 Corinthians fifteen thirty three: bad company corrupts good morals. You know, I had a guy who says, you know, you hang around a barbershop long enough, you're going to get a haircut. Right. You know, you start hanging around <laughs> those types of influences and, you know, you're, you're going to get a haircut. Right. Or Absolutely. you might start a, a, a developing some of those poor attitudes or, and you might get caught up in the, the rhetoric of it all or whatever's going on. And we, we, our minds are a dangerous thing because, you know, our minds can be pretty deceptive. We can buy into a lot of nonsense. We can be in a lot of denial. And, and despite what our eyes see, we allow our mind to be, I think it's one of the, the greatest tricks of Satan is he's, the right. deception can just like drive us down some rabbit hole and we go get so caught up right. and we will, we, we, we will destroy our own peace. We will destroy everything that's going on in our lives and, and just be so convinced somebody's off to get you or right. be so convinced of some great injustice that's been done to you that there's no yeah. way you can have peace. Oh my goodness, Steve, I've seen it where you've had to remind people They'll think that when they walk into a room, everyone's talking about them. Yeah, and I have oh, to tell yeah. them the truth. 
No one cares about you that much. You know what I'm saying? That's the fact. They don't really care that much. So I remember in my younger days of ministry, one of the hard things that I had to do was you'd have to go to a calling hours for people you never met. So now you're in a room full of people that you really don't know. And so you're getting to know them through this process of uh, dealing with their grief and trying to help them through it. But I would always go in every time and assume they're going to like me. My assumption was when I went to the room, I'm going to come into this place today. I'm going to do this funeral. I'm going to meet a bunch of people I don't want to meet. I'm going to assume that they're going to like me. I'm never going to come into a room assuming they're not going to like me. Because you come into a room assuming people aren't going to like you, guess what? They probably won't. You know what I'm saying? It's like your assumption coming into the room has to be like, we're all going to get along just fine. Because I'd rather have that. Because I'm telling you, man, early days, I remember I did a funeral one time. I'm telling you, my legs were shaking. Like I would get so nervous because I was out of my home turf. I'm not in Eagleville anymore. Like I was never nervous typically there because that was my home turf. But now you throw me to this strange situation. I'm not in my normal grounds. I'm nervous. And I had to just remind myself, Bill, this is going to be just fine. Your attitude. Now, one of the attitudes we need to have is disposition of Christ. Have this mind among yourself, which is in Christ Jesus. Have the same thinking Christ had. Christ came to serve. Christ was full of grace and truth. Christ was full of love. Um, sinners uh, were not offensive to Jesus. You know what I'm saying? Sinners did not threaten the, ex the existence of Jesus. So you look at his whole attitude towards towards the world he was in. He was here to serve. He was here to love people. Uh, he was full of grace. And so when my, my disposition as I encounter things, even that I don't like, should be that, hey, sinners are not going to threaten my existence. I'm going to have grace. I'm going to have love. That's the attitude of Christ. Yeah, and I, yeah, the two greatest commandments, right? right? You know, love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, and love others as yourself, you know? And, it, and I think it does make a big difference is how do, how are we really expressing that love? Are we really, is our disposition predisposed towards, hey, let me think about God, everything he's done in my life, and let me help share some of that grace and mercy with others. Let me be loving to them as Christ was to us. Are we living up to those type of standards? Right. Or, or are we just, all we can do is talk bad about somebody? Right. I mean, I think if that isn't a trigger in your own mind that you just find yourself talking negatively about somebody, well, you know, what I think of that passage, you were just in Philippians 2, you know, where it says, you know, do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. Instead, consider others better than yourself. Right. There is a commandment. You know, right. Christ came and humbled himself and died on the cross. He came and took on flesh. He left the throne room of heaven to take on flesh, to walk like one of us, to come and die on the cross. Man, if that isn't humility. Right. And if we're going to model Christ, man, humble yourself. Man. Oh, dude, you know, that's a great, humble yourself that's a great and, point. And think yeah. about that. Think, consider others better than yourself. Do right. we really do that? Disposition. 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 Go, What's where, my where inherent nature? Like how my inherent is my inherent nature? I'm more worried about you than me, or is my inherent nature selfish? Now, one thing I will say about you that you made me think of in that last as you're just talking, I don't hear you say negative things about people. That's you good. will. I mean, at times you are a tight lip. You just don't. You, number one, you don't like drama. That's part yeah, of your dis. What is Steve's disposition? Like he hates drama. I do. He don't want to talk about it. He don't want to hear about it. Steve does not like drama. But on the other hand, too, you just don't say negative stuff. Like you're just not one to come say, "Hey, so and so, so and so, so and so." And all the years I've ever known you, I'm like Steve is like one of the tightest lip people I know. Like he just does not say it. In fact, if I were to tell your wife something bad that happened, she might say, no, Steve never told me that. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Steve yeah, does not tell me. All right, a Holy Spirit influence, uh, Galatians 5.2. I think that 
obviously you bring yourself into every situation. So what is your disposition when you got there? That's important. But I think we should have the disposition of Christ and allow the spirit to influence because the fruit of the spirit, first three, love, joy, peace. Yeah. There. What about that? How many times, Steve, have we talked about this in our history, leading people at this church? On occasion, not everybody, but there are certain people you're wondering. Where is that? You talk about God. They, these people talk about God nonstop, some of them. Yeah, you don't see joy. Yeah. You don't see peace. You don't see love. There's drama. Right. Where where in the world is this? Yeah. I think you you know, you opened it up this segment, you know, talking about what is our disposition, you know, evaluating ourselves even like a little bit. You know, if the fruit of the spirit isn't in our life in Galatians five twenty two, the love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, self control, these nine items which are kind of singular in nature, if the, the spirit isn't if, if the spirit is indwelling us, right, how can it not be shaping us into these things? How can right. these things not be outflowing from us? So therefore I always ask, if these this fruit is not evident in your life, the question is, if not, why not? Right. Where in your disposition are we not allowing the spirit to work? Right. Where are we maybe putting up the right hand of God saying, yeah, but God, I, I would be joyful if it wasn't for this. I would have peace if it wasn't for this person. Well, we're, 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 we're already wrong. Right. See, we're predisposed to maybe respond this way. That's why we got to be self-conscious and say, wait a minute, in humility, let me consider others better than myself. What do I got to look at here? What needs to happen? <laughs> why don't we have this? Fruit? No. Why, why isn't this fruit being manifest in my own life? Why am why is this destroying my peace right now? Those are good self evaluation. Hundred percent, I, I agree with you. Hundred percent, Steve. I have seen people where a little stick is in the path. Oh boy! And it's almost like becomes for them an insurmountable obstacle. Where I'm looking at it, dude, step over it. I mean, even in ministry, we've seen it. It's like, why is this a problem? Step over it. That's not that's not even that's not even an obstacle. I mean, that's just a little stick in the path. But man, if there was anything that would make them have to come out of their cadence of step, right? It just like blows their world apart. And uh, attitude. Attitude. Yeah. I've just my encouragement is this, guys. Look, you bring yourself into every situation you come into. Remember that. We need the disposition of Christ and we need the fruit of the spirit. Disposition of Christ, Philippians 2, 5 and through 11. Read that. Uh, Galatians 5, 22 and 23, fruit of the Holy Spirit. Go ahead and read it. Meditate on it. What is my attitude? Thank you for tuning in. Steve, thanks for being with us. You guys all have a blessed week.